In today's show, we're looking ahead to Tuesday in the NBA, what we're streaming in, the value in the short term, things we're watching for. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on Instagram, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, the promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk about the games. There are 10 of them, 10 of them on Tuesday. So we're going to get straight into it now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) First game, Sixers and Wizards. In Washington, the Sixers are four-point favorites. In terms of injuries, again, I started doing this show about 30 minutes ago. And in the time that I started doing it, things have changed. So I've got out nobody, but that's not true because Tyrese Maxey is out. Tangles is set to return on Friday from his foot injury. And then we'll see. He'll be on a restriction. We'll see what they do with Melton. We still hold Melton, but Maxey remains sidelined for the game on Tuesday against the Wizards. The Wizards have Avdia and Barton as both questionable. If they are out, then Rui Hachimura, Corey Kispert, they get boosts in their value. Dylan Wright is back as well. We know that. For the Sixers, we saw George Niang drop a lot of threes on Christmas. That's what he does. And he can get really hot from out there. He's not going to do too much else. But Niang has played 20 plus minutes in five of his last six games. That's really useful. And just keep an eye on that. If you are looking for some scoring or for some three-pointers, Niang's available like everywhere. Like Nobody has him rostered in 12, 10, 14, probably 16 team leagues. And he's got a solid role, and he can hit three or four threes. I also want to watch the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Last game, Christmas, stunk. Prior to that, he was shooting the absolute lights out, had doubled his steal rate, and had made my preseason bus label of him look stupid. We will see if he starts to aggress. I am still very highly confident that he is going to. And we saw it on Christmas. But let's see where he settles. Does he settle as a top 50 player? Does he settle as a top 80 player? Does he settle as a top 100 player? I'm thinking 80 to 100 personally. So maybe your sell high window is still open. If he has a big game, then I would be trying to move off. But of course, I don't have him because I didn't draft him. For the Wizards, I want to see Rui Hachimura, who did score well last game. I do not believe in Rui Hachimura at all as a 12-team category league player. I think he can be borderline a points league, 12-team league guy, but there are just a lot of different options there. If Avdir is out, we'll get a little bit more from Hachimura, but what they did do, they started Gafford last time in place of um, Avdir. I don't really understand why, but they did. They went with the double big lineup, and Gafford still only played 20 minutes. So how they use Gafford, how they use Rui, with the situation with Barton and Avdia will be really, really interesting. I think you could stream either of those guys if we do hear that Denny is out, but I wouldn't feel particularly confident in either one of those guys individually. The second game of the day, we go to the Los Angeles Lakers going to play the Orlando Magic. 
Um, the Magic are five-point favorites. Can you imagine that? The Magic are five-point favorites. We know that Tone Davis is out. Um, we know that LeBron James is now probable and Dennis Schroeder is now probable. Juan Toscano Anderson is out. But for the Magic, Jalen Suggs, I'm going to assume that he's out, but I don't know. So I've got him questionable at this point. We know Chumura KK is out. And we know the big fella, the yokai, John Isaac, um, Voldemort, he is out as well. What I want to watch in the Lakers is Austin Reeves who I am really convinced is their third best player. Maybe he's their second best player now that Anthony Davis is out. He doesn't start every game, but he plays 30 minutes coming off the bench. I don't know why they won't start him. The Beverly, Schroeder, Walker combination, let's be honest, is bad. Like There's no reason for those three to play together. Beverly's minutes are coming up, so I do want to watch that. But Reeves is 30 minutes a night, which he's basically got every game. Is worth a 12-team at least stream. He shoots solidly. He defends. He can pass. He's not going to blow us away with top 80 numbers. But especially like in a 14-team league, I think he's clearly a must-roster player. But there is absolute 12-team streamability for Austin Reeves. And I also want to watch the tank, Tom Bryant. Because it was disappointing on Christmas, just 19 minutes. He played 33 the game before that, 29, 27, 33, all the games before that. So the minutes were strong. But he got into foul trouble on Christmas. Let's assume that it wasn't the shoulder and think it was just foul trouble and the fact they got blitzed in that third quarter. Um, and we expect big minutes for Tom Bryan, who remains, I believe, a 12-team league guy. For the Magic, the Markel Fultz-Cole Anthony back and forward remains an issue. Last game, Fultz played 24 minutes. He did have a trip to the locker room while Cole Anthony almost had a triple-double in 31 minutes. Now, I don't expect that to be the case every game. But watching the Fultz and Anthony playing time battle, continual shuffling from Jamal Mosley is something that's important. I think Fultz is a must-roster 12. I think Anthony's a sort of, with less conviction. Also want to watch Wendell Carter Jr., who returned and came off the bench in that game against the Spurs. Played only 19 minutes, but does he move back in ahead of Mo Wagner this game? Is he ready to go? What is, does he play? It's a back-to-back. I don't know whether, Wagner, uh, whether Carter plays both the Tuesday and Wednesday game. So how they use Wagner, how they use Carter, how they use Bol, how they use Bumba, is going to be something that's important for us to pay attention to. The Clippers... And the Raptors. This is the second of a back-to-back for the Clippers. Kawhi is sitting on uh, on Monday, so he should play here. John Wall is questionable for Monday, so he could either sit Monday or Tuesday, or he could sit both. The Raptors have had some injury updates. Um, we thought Precious the True would still be out, but he's doubtful. So his return is coming a little bit sooner than we anticipated. Otto Porter's still out for a few weeks, and Ken Birch is questionable. So we're not expect- expecting Precious to play in this game, but his return is coming a little bit sooner. For the Clippers, I want to watch Nico Batum, who has put up some good numbers. It's coming on insane shooting, which has zero chance of being able to remain. But watching Batum and his role, whether it is 12-team must roster, I don't think it is. But we'll see how he looks again in another opportunity here. And then Zubats, who... We saw 20, 17, 17, 23 minutes. All right, things are trending downwards. Everyone's back. And then he played 34 on Friday against the Sixers. So was that an Embiid situation? Do they fear the same thing against Jalen Duran or Jalen Duran on Monday and then Juancho Hernan Gomez on Tuesday? Probably not. So I think that Zubats is at real risk of losing minutes again. But we want to watch that. We need to pay attention to that. For the Raptors, I want to watch um, Gaz Trent. 20 minutes last game off the bench. I expect that he comes off the bench again, but his minutes along with Chris Boucher's minutes are really key. Trent is a hold for now. Boucher is not. Trent is a hold, but 20 minutes of Gary Trent is nowhere near enough to be a 12-team league guy moving forward. So we need to see where that sort of settles. And then Scotland Barnes, who'd been bad and then dropped a huge game against the Cavs in 40 minutes. 
Can we get a turnaround from Barnsley? Can we get some efficiency improvements? Counting stats going up. I did say he was a massive buy low, and he turned that around in that game against the Cavs. But let's see if he's able to keep that momentum going. I'd be really happy if he could. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is not daily fantasy with salary caps. It is not you up against thousands of people. It's you versus player projections. They'll go in there, Scotty Barnes over under 14 and a half points, and you go, more or less, which one do I want? They'll say Gary Trent over under two and a half threes. What do I want? More or less. And you get in between two to six of those individual player projections. You pick them, put them into a lineup, and that's it. You can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. And you can do that in under 60 seconds. And you can do it in over 30 states and in Canada as well. But you know what? You can do it for basketball, but it's not just that. You can do it for the NFL. You can do it for college football. You can do it for college basketball. You can do it for golf, NASCAR, boxing, MMA, cricket, European basketball, and disc golf. It's all there. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The next game is the Hawks and the Pacers. This is a back-to-back for Indiana. Um, we know that Daniel Tice is out. We know Kendall Brown is out. And we have just been updated that Clint Capella with that cramp, which is obviously bullshit, um, is out again. You don't get cramped on Friday and then have to sit out a game on Tuesday. I'm sorry, Atlanta Hawks. It is now, or they've now updated to a calf strain, which is bad news. So we'll talk about it later on. But Okongwu's back on the menu, fellas. Go and grab him. Go and grab Necker Okongwu. Um, we have DeAndre Hunter, who's appeared on the injury report as questionable. And you all know what to do. Not at him. Don't drop him. I mean, don't. not. whoa, whoa. whoa. I said don't drop him. Complete slip of the tongue. Absolutely turf his ass out. You don't need DeAndre Hunter in a 12-team league. I'm sorry for that miscommunication. Terrible news from me. On to the Indiana Pacers. Aaron Neesmith and Jalen Smith are both questionable. Cool. Smith, I don't care. Not interested in 12-teamers. Neesmith, I'm sort of interested. But if they're both out, then you're going to get, I guess, more minutes from O'Shea Brissett. You're going to get more opportunities from Benedict Matherin. Sorry, more uh, more opportunities to disappoint us. So we'll see how that goes. For the Hawks, I want to watch Deshante Murray because he's obviously not the same player as last season because the opportunities aren't the same. But can he push back to the second round? I don't believe so. But we'll see what he is able to do. And then Adrian Griffin Jr., who is carving out a nice bench role next to Bogdan Bogdanovic. He's playing 20 minutes. He's played 20 minutes every night for this period of time. He's had some stinkers, but he's had some good ones. He's a nice 14-team league guy at least with some points and threes. But I think he's going to develop into a really good player and should be starting at some point this season. But I don't think it'll happen. But I think he should. For the Pacers, we want to watch Humpty Dumpty eggs Benedict Matherin, who's really struggling. It has not been a good run for him. Maybe he'll be better on on Monday against the Pelicans. But things are going poorly. And with Chris Duarte back, the minutes have gone 29, 24, 20. I think he is a pretty clear, if you're talking short-term, clear 12-team drop. Yes, you could hold on and hope for things to improve through January, February. But if you're talking now, there's no way you can justify having Benedict Matherin. But let's see if he proves us wrong. Last two games from Miles Turner have been a bit disappointing. 27 and 25 minutes. Foul trouble, a real problem there. And that's enabled Jalen Smith to play more. But let's hope that Turner can turn it back around. Can turn it back around. Pun unintended. Let's see. Or do they just want to split time with Smith and Turner, which seems asinine. But maybe they do. That's a key thing that we need to watch. Rockets-Celtics, this is a back-to-back for Houston. 
We know that the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, is out. For Boston, they're okay. No one's injured. Eric Gordon is playing. Well, actually, that's not true. Eric Gordon is playing on Monday for Houston. I should have mentioned. So he will be out uh, on Tuesday. He's playing Monday. He'll be out Tuesday. So that's another one there. What we want to watch is the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. The minutes are annoying. He's hit 30 minutes once in the last three weeks. And it was a good game against the Magic. The fact that you limit this guy's minutes for Bruno Fernando or Ujman Garuba is a war crime. Simple as that. But I feel like we're going to get more war crimes committed every day that they play. And I want to watch it. Now, Shangun is... People ask some weird questions sometimes. Man, I'm going to drop Shangun because he's not getting the minutes I thought. Yeah, bro's still a top 80 player, so I don't know why you would drop him because he's not playing to the level you hope he would. And he's not playing to the level I hoped he would. I always had some caution with him in the draft, but this is just crazy. I say I expect things to improve, but I don't actually because I don't have any trust in Steven Silas as an NBA coach. Um, I also watch Jalen Green, whose inconsistency has been maddening. But he played 39 minutes last game. We just want to see consistency in peripheral stats and consistency in shooting. And even minutes, because he's gone 31, 31, 35, 39. 31's not great. 39's awesome. Where does it fit? Where does he sit in the middle? Is he a low 30s, a mid 30s, a high 30s? Consistency is key. For the Celtics, speaking of consistency, Malcolm Brogdon was rolling along 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and then he's gone 17 and 17. 17 minutes is clearly not enough, but with the way that they can run things with him and Smart and White, you feel like there's never going to be consistency. We'll see what they do with Brogdon. We'll see whether they go more White or more Brogdon in this one. It's been 30 plus for White in the last two, was sub 20 for Brogdon in the last two. I also want to watch Rob Williams, who played 14 minutes on Christmas. Now, he played 22 minutes against the Pacers. Maybe he did miss the game against the Wolves due to illness, and maybe he was still feeling those effects on Christmas. But his playing time is interesting. I need him over 20. Because if he still stays under 20 again, or he's playing 21 or 20, 19 minutes, it's going to be hard. And this is, you know, we talk about guys with significant leg injuries heading into a season and drafting them. And drafting Jaron Jackson worked out brilliantly. right? But a lot of the time, these guys are out for a long time. 10 weeks for Rob Williams here. And they come back and it's low minutes and they're not really 12-team valuable for the first two to three weeks of their return. And over half the season is done before you start getting a guy who produces at a decent level. And then when do they ever hit their peak? If they do at all. And that's what I'm worrying a little bit about here is how long it's going to take him to push into good minutes. But we'll watch that and we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Spurs Thunder. The Thunder are six-point favorites against the Spurs. We know that Jeremiah Robinson Earl is out. Usman Jiang is out for San Antonio. They've got a back-to-back. Now, at this current state, they have nobody in on the injury report from Monday's game. So that means that about four blokes are probably going to sit in this game, whether it is um, Sohan or Vassell. Uh, Let's say this right now. Recording this at 5.26 p.m. Eastern on the 26th of um, December. There is no chance that all of Jones, Sohan, Johnson, Vassal, and Pirtle play. They're starting five. There is no chance they all play in this game against the Thunder. I'll stake my claim here. There is no way. Against another bad team where you want to make sure that they get a win and you get a loss on a back-to-back, there is no way. I'm sure I'll be proven wrong, but there is no way. Surely. Surely. I do want to watch Pirtle, though, if he plays. Four games back, hasn't hit over 25 minutes yet. How long are they going to keep him on this restriction? Why are they keeping him on? Is it necessary? 
we want to see that. Now, I, I've heard of people dropping Yucca Pearl in, in category leagues and points leagues, and it's ridiculous. You shouldn't do it. But people are doing it. And if he was dropped in my league, he's an immediate ad. I also want to watch Stan Johnson, who is getting minutes. 23 last game, in fact. 19, 13, and 23 minutes. And yes, you might not have even known that he was on this team, but he played, and Romeo Langford and Kata Bates Diop were DMP CDs. Deeper leagues, 20 teamers, you've got to watch that. For the Thunder, I do want to watch Lou Dort, just so I can tell you once again that he's not a 12-team league category player. He's a streamer at best. Points leagues, he's fine. But how his minutes look in comparison to some of the other more consistent guys is key. And, you know, we've got four consistent players. Giddy, Shea, Jalen, and Dort. Poku falls in behind them. But the other guy who's been sort of consistent is Kenrich Williams, Oklahoma City Mudflap. Will they continue to play him high 20s minutes or mid-20s minutes over Aaron Wiggins, over Darius Baisley? Or will they stop that? We want to watch Kenrich because him getting those minutes, Kenrich, sorry, him getting those minutes like really impacts a bunch of younger guys. And it's a weird choice. It is a weird choice. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for professional leagues and amateur leagues like the NFL, the NBA, college football, and college basketball. It's all there at betonline.net. And we've got college football bowl games coming up. The semifinals. The Michigan Wolverines are seven and a half point favorites over TCU, while the Georgia Bulldogs are six and a half favorites point favorites over Ohio State. Is that the way you think things are going to pan out? Or maybe you're more interested in seeing USC versus Tulane, and the Trojans are only two point favorites. I'm guessing Caleb isn't playing in that game. That's the reason they're only two point favorites against Tulane. But if you want to check that out, it's all there at BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Suns Grizzlies. Um, at this stage, I'm ruling Devin Booker out. I don't care. I'm ruling him out. He, they haven't ruled him out, but I'm doing it. Dealt with that groin injury on Christmas. I think he's not going to play either of these two games. I'm just not sure about that. Cam Johnson will be out. We know that. Cameron Payne's the other one that we're not we're not really certain about what his um, status is going to be. He's currently questionable. Memphis is clean. No injuries for them. What we want to watch on Phoenix, of course, is Landry Shamet, who's dropped 31 points twice in the last four games. He got up 17 three-point attempts on Christmas, and he's going to play a really sizable role, especially if Payne is out as well as Booker. He is a streamable guy. Yes, his points and threes were not much else, but there's value in him for sure. So we do want to watch that. Also watch Mikhail Bridges, whose efficiency continues to be a real issue. And part of the reason he's been so valuable in fantasy is being a high field goal percentage player, and it's not there anymore. He's losing it all the time. It's just He's just not efficient anymore. I think it will improve, but it's one of those things. Remember, I talked about this a lot in the preseason where people would love drafting Mikhail Bridges. He never gets hurt. And that's still true, right? He hasn't missed a game yet. But if the reason that you are drafting someone is solely because they don't get hurt, and then they start to do, like, start to drop off a little bit in their counting stats, then, it, like, it's not something I want to hang my hat on. Like, your value is being there. But if being there means you're, starting, you're producing subpar lines all the time, like, is it worth it? Not to say he's not a draftable or holdable or rosterable player, because he clearly is. But the overvaluation sometimes in that is something that we need to be really cautious of. But the Grizzlies has been really poor from Des Bain since returning. We give him a pass. But he's only played 24 minutes in the two games he's back. I don't think he's even shot over 25% in either game. He will be better. 
Try a buy low before he gets hot. He will get hot. Guarantee you that. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. Foul trouble has really dicked him in the last few games. There's been some real stinkers there from Jaron. We hope that he's able to work through that problem. He's been awesome since he came back. But the foul trouble on Christmas was really highlighted. And we hope that he is able to be better than that. Knicks Mavs. We know Obi Toppin is out. Josh Green is out. Now, Kemba Walker, they said originally that he was probably going to be out. But he's not. He's been upgraded to questionable. Green and Finney Smith are out. Walker and Nilakina are questionable. As for the Knicks and um, Jalen Bronson, well, we still don't have an update on that. So I'm listing him questionable. And I did just get an injury update on the Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs is out again. So there you go. We do have that news there for Suggs. Um, for the Knicks, Emmanuel quickly, will his role rise if Brunson is out or will they start McBride? I think it'll be quickly, but we need to watch that. And then Julius Randle. I want to watch Julius Randle because he's playing much better. Sort of more under control. He's not perfect, of course, but top 50 player this season, really taking some steps forward from last season and more in control with what he's doing. For the Mavs, it was a huge day for Christian Wood uh, on Christmas. What I'm most focused on is the big minutes. Now, this is not just because he started, because he started the two games prior and played 27 and 28 minutes. But he posted probably the best game he's ever had. Assists, points, threes, steals, blocks. He did everything. So you think he's going to stick starting. His minutes, though, will be really interesting to watch. And then Reggie Bullock will probably get another start with Finney Smith out and can be at least a three-point streamer, but that's probably about it. Onto the Hornets and the Warriors. The Warriors are four-point favorites. Curry's out. Wiggins is out. Cody Martin is out. We don't know about Dennis Smith. Um, he is questionable. The Woodslanger is for Monday's game, while Big Dick Nick Richards is doubtful. So I'm going to list them both questionable for Tuesday's action. For the Hornets, Terry Rogier, last time we saw him was against the Lakers. Big minutes and efficient and got steals and all our prayers were answered. Let's hope that he can at least stick with being efficient as we move forward here. He played big minutes in that game too. I also want to watch Jalen McDaniels, who was under 20 minutes and with a semi-healthy team. That's sort of where I expect him to be. And that doesn't make him a must-roster player. How they use him in conjunction with Ubre and Haywood and then guys like Smith or Maladon or even like a JT Thor off the bench will be something to watch. For the Warriors, we know there's no Curry. We expect there to be no Wiggins. I want to see how they utilize John Kaminga, whose minutes have been all over the shop. Kaminga played just 17 on Christmas, but he played 30 the game before that with Clay out, but 27 the game before that with Clay in. So... I don't think he's really 12-team rosterable here, but how they use him is key. But I do think DiVincenzo is clearly a 12-team guy. And they've got a really favorable short-term schedule here. Three games in the next four nights. And Dante, with Wiggins expected to be out, probably at least two of them, there's a real big role there for DiVincenzo. The Nuggets and the Kings. Jeff Green is out for Denver. And unfortunately, we don't still have an update on DeMontis Sabonis. I listed him on Basketball Monster as doubtful because the Woj update was nonsense. But we haven't got an official designation. I've put him questionable here. I just I, I don't expect him to play. Jeff Green is out. For the Nuggets, I want to watch Maga Porter Jr., who was a little bit lost on Christmas. And at this point, he's really just a scoring and threes guy with injury restrictions and, uh, and you know, risks. He's still a rosterable guy, must roster. But you know, don't count top 50, top 60. It's just not coming. And then the big stiffy, the five-minute man, Bones Highland. Not a 12-team league guy. Minutes are down. Reckless shooting. There's no way. I was pretty skeptical of a Bones Highland breakout this season, but I still drafted him in the 120-130 range. But he's been much, much worse than I anticipated. For the Kings, will it be Rashawn Holmes if Sabonis misses? Or will it be Chemezi Metu? Or will it be Nemes Keita? Or will it be Alex Len? Or will it be Trey Lyles? And the fact that there are five options there that they can go with, and none of them, you go, oh, 
oh, maybe, oh, maybe not. That's how they always feel. I don't feel particularly great about having Holmes as a must-roster guy, a must-add guy. I think it'll be him, but he's also getting zero minutes. And they're playing Lyles and Kadar and Metu ahead of him. I don't think you want to rely upon any of those guys to be your starting center. But I don't think they want to rely upon Holmes either, which makes it a really, really tough situation to consider any of them must-add. You can take a flight. I probably would lean home slightly, but we want to see what, what happens. I also want to get something from Keegan Murray. Yes, two games ago, he was great. And then he played 22 minutes against the Wizards and was brutal. And realistically, he's hard to look at as a must-roster 12-team league guy. He's fine to have. He's fine to hold. He's fine to deal with this stuff. But he just does so little in so many areas. With a team that's trying to win, when he struggles, they'll bench him. No, they have no compunction about doing that because they, they want to win. It's not about entitlement minutes for Murray for this team. And that always leaves him in a precarious position. If we do back-to-back streaming, Tuesday, Wednesday, he might be able to get away with it, even though there's 10 games on Tuesday. I love the Dante DiVincenzo stream. That's a clear one. Malik Monk in Sacramento. He's a bit up and down, but the two games favors him. Marco Fultz is a good back-to-back streamer. Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, and Yekara Kongwu, even if he only starts one of the games. He's an interesting... Um, He's an interesting option for us to take a look at there with Tuesday, Wednesday. Caldwell Pope in Denver. And then, of course, Landry Shamet in Phoenix with the uh, likely absence of Devin Booker. We're just looking at Tuesday's games. DiVincenzo, I think Derek White is worth a look. Maximum Derek. Now, I don't think Derek White's a must-roster player, but the minutes are trending his way. So a stream is, uh, is useful. It's not necessary, but it's useful. Jalen Williams, the Bronco. Haven't hit the sound in this one yet. Broncos country, let's ride. He's worth a stream, although, yeah, we don't know what the production's going to be like. Malik Monk, Rashawn Holmes, Quentin Grimes. This briefcase and this haircut. Andrew Nembhard can be a stream when you're looking for assists. And then Zach Collins with the assumption that someone is going to sit. And we'll see who else sits there in San Antonio. Some other options might appear for us. In terms of deeper formats, Rashawn Holmes, KJ Martin, Nico Batum, DeLon Wright, George Niang, Patrick Beverly. A couple of these guys, Niang, Beverly, Wright, Batum, even Holmes, they're pushing to 12-team streamable. You've got Thad Young as a stream, and then the Moose Mike Mascala can also be a streamer. And then for points leagues, we've got Fultz, Lou Dort, DiVincenzo. Timmy Hardaway is available in like 40% of leagues. Jeremy Sohan, he's, he's probably a 12-team stream as well. I don't know why I didn't include him on that list. Sohan, now! Maybe I'm just cautious of him not being there. But he's a, a category stream as well. Um, Jalen Williams, Derek White, and Malik Monk are points league streams. And if we just move across now to the next four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the only non-low volume day there is Tuesday. So who can we add to get some quality games in? Well, everyone plays maximum two quality games over the next four days. So I'm looking at DiVincenzo with two, Monk with two, Pat Williams with two, Marco Fultz with two, Austin Reeves, KCP, Lonnie Walker, and Anyeka Rakongwu with two quality games. Who I'd prioritize there? DiVincenzo, Fultz, and Akongwu. They're probably my priority guys on that group. And then if we just look at the next four days in general, how can we maximize ads on our waiver wire? Well, DiVincenzo is the clear one to me. Three games in the next four nights, I think you'd start him every day that he plays. And I think you do the same with Fultz, who's got three games in four nights. And there's a bunch of guys with three games in four nights who might be iffy to start on the, on the Tuesday, which is technically not a low volume day, but still some value. So you've got Monk, Reeves, Caldwell Pope, a Kongwu, that's a really good one, Kongwu, Lonnie Walker, and the Shark, Bruce Brown. And guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.